Welcome back, everyone. This is Bob Lovell, and you're listening to Indiana Sports Talk, and we're so glad you are. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. This is our final hour tonight, coming up with Paul Condry and more high school football as we get ready for three more championship games tomorrow. The man is going to wrap it up on a busy night tonight and give you the update on those championship games from earlier today. Brendan King, who will be doing the 3A game tomorrow. He is the star of our show. It is the aforementioned Brendan King. Coach, thank you so much. Great to be with you and James Adams. Let's get right to it. Game one of the day, Evansville Modern Day, getting some revenge on Andrean. For the second time in program history, the Evansville Modern Day Wildcats are state champions. They capture the Class 2A title over the Andrean 59ers 20 to 10 here at Lucas Oil Stadium. That's Jimmy Cook on the call. Class 2A Evansville Modern Day lost to Andrean a year ago led by Drake Bowen the Notre Dame commit but this year Mike Gable and his team get the revenge. Joey Pierre 86 yards on the ground. He is the Mental Attitude Award winner from Class 2A. As for Class 4A, East Central in dominant fashion. 37-7. One more knee should put the formalities in place. There it is. Burton hands the football to the official. And East Central has captured the 2022 4A state championship, the third state championship in East Central history. Mark Forrester on the call, who you heard at the top of the show, calling 37-7. East Central defeats New Prairie. As for Class 6A, Center Grove rolls to their third straight state championship, beating Carroll Fort Wayne 35-7. Center Grove, three in a row with head coach Eric Moore, and to say the least, they executed their game plan. Carroll, on their first drive of the game, scored a field goal. Center Grove answered with a big touchdown run from Micah Coyle. Coyle finishes with 132 rushing yards. Jalen Thomas in the backup quarter, running back hit 128 yards on the ground. Eli Holt also scored a rushing touchdown, as did Owen Bright and Tyler Cherry. By the way, their quarterback, Cherry, this is how you know you're doing something right. He threw the ball nine times, 137 yards, and a touchdown pass. That is a solid day's work from Lucas Oil Stadium. Coming up tomorrow, 11 a.m., Adams Central and in Indianapolis Lutheran. That's a rematch from a year ago. Charlie Clifford will have the call for you here on the IHSAA Champions Radio Network. That'll be followed by Class 3A, Bishop Chittard and Lawrenceburg. I will have the call for you on the Champions Radio Network. Chittard is 15-1 in state championship games. Lawrenceburg last year in 2016, losing to Fort Wayne Concordia. In Class 5A, Kurt Darling's got that game. It's Valparaiso clashing with Whiteland. Over to the National Basketball Association. The Indiana Pacers beat the Brooklyn Nets for a second time this year. I'm about to tell you a sentence. You tell me if you would have believed this a month ago. The Pacers, who win 128-117, are 10-7. They've won six of their last seven games. The Nets are 9-10. Remember, the Pacers beat the Nets in Brooklyn about a month ago. That caused Steve Nash to be fired by the Nets. The Pacers continue to roll. College basketball right now in the battle for Atlantis in the Bahamas. NC State and Butler. Remember, Manny Bates, Butler big man, transferred in from NC State. 
37-22, NC State leads Butler. Earlier in the day, number 11, Indiana, they wallop Jackson State 90-51. to Indiana continues a perfect start to the year. They are 6-0. and Still basketball to come tonight, by the way. 11-30 tip in Portland from the Phil Knight Legacy. There's also the Phil Knight Invitational, like two separate Phil Knight tournaments. Regardless, number 24, Purdue, and number six, Gonzaga. That is primetime television. We'll continue to keep you posted on what's coming up tomorrow from Lucas Oil Stadium. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Paul Condry joins us. You know Paul Condry as the best friend football has in the state of Indiana. He is a member of the Indiana Football Hall of Fame, the Indiana Broadcasters and Sports Writers and Sportscasters Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame good guy, founder of the Regional Radio Sports Network, publisher of the Indiana Football Digest. That's all he does for football in our state, and he graces our airways every weekend. Paul, great to talk to you. For I know for you, your family, your staff, Christmas has already arrived with the state finals at Lucas Oil Stadium. Give me your general thoughts about the uh, the day down at Lucas Oil today. Well, certainly the, the football, we've seen better football. Let's start right there. I think, uh, you know, obviously the game's uh, uh, relatively lopsided for the most part. I thought that uh, just picking them out as a rule of thumb, I thought, Evansville Modern Day came in and played with a tremendous amount of passion and vigor mm-hmm. and played with a sense of urgency that I think you need to do in the championship situations. I think Greg Boyan injuring, getting injured early on, really has kind of set the tone for mm-hmm. Ann Gran, and I think that kind of held them back just a little bit. But I want to give Mason Wonderlick a lot of credit. To I thought his kid, I thought that guy did a wonderful job of managing the show. Joey Pierre was solid. And, of course, I thought their defense, Clay Martin and uh, Mitch Adler were all over the place. Drew Martin, uh, Spencer Turner, Cooper Dar, they, I thought they played outstanding on uh, the defensive side. And I'm happy for, uh, you know, you can make the argument, Bob, that uh, Mike Gable is mm-hmm. one of the greatest coaches to ever coach sports in the no state question. at the high school or the college level. He's got 14 right. championship rings. Most people can only dream about winning one. Yeah, he's got, <laughs> right, he's got, right. he's got so many that he has to put them on his toes. So you look at that, and I thought that was a, I thought, I was really impressed with the way Modern Day played. Uh, Andren, uh, pivotal point of the game in, in the Andren game was going for it uh, late in the uh, the second quarter instead of trying to run out the clock and maybe just you know collectively, you know. But they threw a pick, and then Modern Day scored. And really, the 10 points that uh, was the decision in the game were the 10 points off turnovers. And so that hurt them. Right. Moving on to the middle affair, I'll tell you what, East Central, really impressed with their football team. And mm. I think mm. uh, they really played with a, a tremendous amount of passion. And I know Jake Miners, I've talked with him throughout the course of the year. And he was a Colts coach of the week, a winner earlier this uh, season. But I thought Josh Ringer played great. Uh, he had four touchdowns on the night, and I thought he was really, really uh, fantastic. And I think that they just were certainly the class. Eli Aston also played really, really well, I thought, for that uh, very, very talented uh, team. And I think when it's all said and done, Trojans uh, were, without question, the best football team there. And then in the Center Grove game, I just think uh, we saw two classy football programs going at it the way the game should be played. And I thought, especially at the end of the game, when Carroll 
uh, went to the, the horseshoe on the Lucas Oil Stadium field, laid um, knelt down to take a knee to pray, and then the Center Grove kids all on their own accord came <laughs> over to join them in the post-game prayer was one of the mm-hmm. neatest moments I've ever seen in co- high school or college sports. Uh, that was just spectacular. But so happy for Eric Moore, who's in the middle. middle Bob, and you know this. We've been friends right, with Eric for, right. for our entire career. He's in the, for the fight of his life right now, battling cancer. And I think uh, uh, it was just there were so many uh, underlying stories. And we can talk about great physical performances and those kind of things all the records, but I think so many stories that happened uh, behind the scenes made this uh, a really special day of high school football in Indiana. He's Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network and the Indiana Football Digest. Um, Think about this. Three in a row in 6A uh, is hard to do. Uh, It just... In this day and age, there's so many good teams, you know, Carroll and others, but that to me is just an incredible legacy. It is, and I think Eric is uh, is a generational uh, talent and coach, and I'm going to throw out some names at you. Think about what these guys have done in their respective communities. Chris Giesman, Dick Delahan, Larry Bud Wright, Don Howell, and you can now put Eric Moore in that same situation. Look at the football mm-hmm. programs before they got there. And look how they transformed those communities. They stayed in those communities forever. And uh, I think what they have done, uh, certainly generational men, great coaches, great people, great motivators, and they changed the infrastructure, I think, of the school community by what they were able to do. I've got great respect for them, and Eric is in that team picture uh, to be able to do what he's done at Center Grove. and just praying that he can win this fight against his nasty right. disease of cancer right. because he's a, he is a great man, and we need more Eric Moores uh, coaching the game of American tackle football. Well said. Uh, well said. Uh, I need you to hang on through this scoreboard update, okay? Okay, Coach. Paul Kinder and I will come back and talk more high school football on Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Center Grove quarterback Tyler Cherry only had to throw the ball nine times for 137 yards and a touchdown for Center Grove to defeat Carroll Fort Wayne 35-9. Both Micah Coyle and Jalen Thomason, 100-plus yard games on the ground. Coyle, 132 yards and a touchdown. Thomason added 128 of his own. Midday, New Prairie fell to East Central, 37-27. Congratulations to all clubs for making it to Lucas Oil Stadium this weekend. Kind of the same thing for East Central. Cole Burton, their quarterback, only threw it 12 times for 64 yards. That's because the rushing attack for East Central was fabulous. Josh Ringer, 167 rush yards, four touchdowns that tied the 4A state championship game record. Eli Ashton, 114 yards. Here's the kicker with Ashton. 114 yards, but only five carries and a touchdown. He averaged 22 yards a carry. Fantastic. And Ryan Brotherton, 100 yards exactly on 18 carries. The day started with Class 2A. Some revenge for Evansville Modern Day, defeating Andrean. Final 20-10, Mason Wunderlich has a great future. But at the same time, Scott Ballantyne, he won a state championship a year ago. Back this year, credit Ballantyne for a job well done, fighting through what was a very tough game. College basketball action right now, NC State leads Butler. 
down in the Battle for Atlantis. That's a 54-36 game. Purdue and Gonzaga, that starts T-minus 14 minutes. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Paul Condry rejoins me. It's his favorite time of year. Is it not? It is your favorite time of year, isn't it, Paul? No, it's always great to talk American tackle football on this day. We've been blessed 50 years of great uh, athletes and coaches and fans and communities, and it's uh, I think it uh, transforms us as individuals and as communities to be able to be a part of this great sport. You know, it's amazing uh, the power of sports on communities. <laughs> you talk about it's the one thing that galvanizes people, I think, better than anything else, and uh, you, you saw it. You had great crowds. You continue to have great crowds. Uh, you, know, you didn't necessarily have great games, as you pointed out. I think people recognize it. But one of the keys today was if you got on the board first uh, and came back and then put together a good defensive stand, you had a chance to win a game today. Yeah, I think that uh, it's always important to get off to a good start. And I think that, uh, you know, Carol and the, and the – and their game tonight, you know, they, they had a nice drive to start the uh, the game. They were able to go down, take a field goal, and uh, got off to a good start. But then reality set in, and then Center Grove got the football right. and just uh, did what Center Grove does, and they just beat you up. I was so impressed with the, the guys up front for Center Grove. That offensive line uh, just played old-fashioned uh, smash-mouth football. When you play like that, you're going to win a lot of games, and, you know, Interesting dynamic in that group. You look at Charlie Gardner and Austin Weesey and Peyton Hutchins, John Lyon, Luke McDaniel, the guys up front. So happy for Peyton Hutchins. His dad, um, of course, was a, a longtime friend of ours and happy for Kevin. Kevin, I understood, right. broke some ribs in practice this week because he got hit, and I hope he's going to get on the men. But, uh, of course, <laughs> right. he was the head football coach when they – uh, when they won the state championship at Monrovia a few years ago. And they're just uh, right, it's right. so neat to see. Uh, and we're going to see that tomorrow night in the 5A game. We're going to see one of the best coach offensive lines in all of Indiana when we see Valparaiso. I'm going to tell you, that group will punch you in the chops and they'll make you like it while they're doing it. And uh, that'll be neat. Eric Kennedy's done a great job with that Valparaiso offensive line that we'll see in the 5A title tilt. That'll be fun. Well, let's talk about uh, the, the games tomorrow. You mentioned 5A. Let's go ahead and start there. Uh, Darren Fisher and Whiteland. Um, this is a, a Valpo-Whiteland matchup. Two teams seem like mirror images. Am I wrong? This game could be over in uh, probably 90 minutes. <laughs> it really could be. Two teams that okay. like to run the football, and they do it with right. great proficiency. And I know Darren – I talked with Darren uh, prior to the, the season starting, and we were working on our Indiana Football Digest, and he thought that this offensive line, senior-dominated group, was going to be the key to the success, and it has been. They've run the great uh, – and Peyton Emberton has done a wonderful job as a leader. We did a story on Colts.com with him, uh, matter of fact, yesterday. That's up there if you want to check that out at Colts.com slash high school football. But that should be a really good football game. I'm excited about uh, making the call on that one for our uh, last game of our 22 uh, campaign. And I'm also excited about that uh, that first game. We're two unbeaten teams that will be the only game where we know that we're guaranteed an undefeated champion. And mm-hmm. an interesting note in talking with Dave Pash on Monday at the, uh, at the presser, uh, Dave was telling me about some of the, the successes they've had on offense. But here's a stat for you, Coach. Lutheran has had has scored 
28 drives, one play drives. 28 one play drives. Wow. Wow. Think about that over the yeah. course of the season. How do you season. do that? I mean, no, no. Well, yeah, you get the ball. And I'm still trying to process it. Yeah, and and and, and then <laughs> in talking with Dave a little bit more, he says we've added another six or so uh, with there was a two play drive. So think about the the dynamics of scoring. You know, thirty two, thirty four, whatever it is. Uh, uh, on two play drives or less. That's the explosiveness <laughs> that we're going to see tomorrow from Lutheran. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how they uh, come out. And I'm thinking that thing is going to be a track meet between them and Adam Central. Mike's done a great job there. And then getting get into that middle affair, I, I just think the season that Robbie Doyle has had, the schedule that they've played, uh, is going to be the difference maker in that football game. Nothing against Warrensburg. I love what Ryan's doing there, but Man, the Chittard team, they've hung toe-to-toe with some of the best teams in the state and around the country yeah, for all intents yeah. and purposes. And that's going to be a great middle game as well, too. But I, I like Chittard to win the middle game. I think that the Lutheran's going to hang on and win the first game. And I think that uh, nightcap is going to be a toss-up. My heart goes to Valpo since I, I've seen them all season long, and I've been in the Doomland Compass for 50 years. So that's going to be my, uh, that's going to be my thoughts on tomorrow. Well, you know what? It's been a uh, we've got three games to go, but it's it's been a it's been a great football season. I mean, it really has. There've been uh, you know it was great that people were able to get out and watch games. The crowds have been strong all year long. Uh, you know, football has had a banner year, quite frankly, in our state. And we've needed it. I think uh, coming off the last couple three years with the craziness of the COVID uh, dynamic and. Uh, to see teams out, see kids out, getting excited about it is is almost as if we had a a sense of our ourself uh, torn away for the last couple three years. Mm-hmm. And I know it's 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 changing uh, because of the way the recruiting is going. If you look at college recruiting, I mean, some of our high school kids are getting passed over because of the uh, the landscape of the portal that's out there, and, and a lot of that is a is a ramification of of this whole COVID thing. So it's uh, I think it's exciting to see us, everybody, get back to normal and having a good time. And kudos to all those fans who have endured some of the crappy weather games that we've had, but as well as uh, coming out here in the perfect temperatures we have when you get to play in the state championship game at Lucas Oil Stadium. And people don't understand, if you're watching the state championship in Illinois and Champaign, guess what? It's cold. <laughs> it's cold, really, really mm-hmm. cold. And, uh, and, and here we are so blessed in Indiana to be able to – to watch the games indoors and kudos go out to the Colts, Mr. Ursay, for making a commitment to uh, high school football right. in the state right from the get-go. I mean, they have done a tremendous job of making it a priority. Well, I mean, it is a priority. I mean, you start with you and the uh, Colts Coach of the Week program, uh, which is very impressive and very worthwhile. Honor some tremendous coaches in our state. And then the sponsorship of the state championship, I'm, uh, you know, ours is the only state that does this. And um, there's a reason why it's so successful. And I think the other part of it, too, is that uh, people recognize – uh, how important those Friday nights are. You know, try to impress upon people. There's a reason why there's a book, a movie, and a television series called Friday Night Lights, because it matters. <laughs> it matters greatly to people. 
Well, high school sports, especially education-based sports, is uh, something that uh, that every community can embrace. And I know you grew up in an environment where uh, you've seen lives transform. I grew up in Hobart, Indiana, where football was uh, really it was the most important thing uh, that happened. And when you got twelve to fifteen thousand people at a game at the Bricky Bowl, where I had. Uh, grew up at and you see those kind of things and I mean it's uh, it's just like those Friday Night Lights there in, in Texas uh, that movie right, right. was based upon so there's a lot of communities in the Hoosier State where whether it be high school basketball or some sport uh, everybody's embracing something and the great thing about it is education based athletics is the is pivotal to the success of our communities and it's neat to see fans and uh, people get out and support uh, kids. These are the most formidable years of these young people's lives, boys and girls, and to see them get the recognition for their hard work and their dedication to their sports, to their school and their families. Uh, I think it's an exciting time to be a part of what we're doing right now. Couldn't agree more. It's been a long day. I know you need to get some sleep. you got a lot of work to do tomorrow. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network and the Indiana Football Digest. Paul, thank you so much. Have a great day tomorrow. Thanks, Coach. Great to be with you. God bless you. Take care, thank you. Friend. Thank you. Thank you very much. Coming up, we'll talk some more football. I'm going to talk with Darren Fisher from Whiteland. They'll be playing for the 5A championship. Scoreboard update with Brendan King. This one plus one. So you better make sure you catch him. He'll be doing the 3A championship tomorrow. He's the man. We're back on Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana Scoreboard Update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Let's take a listen again to all our final scores here tonight. First of all, it was Evansville Modern Day defeating Andre and Jimmy Cook with the call history the Evansville modern day Wildcats are state champions they capture the class 2A title over the Andrean 59ers 20 to 10 here at Lucas Oil Stadium Jimmy Cook on the call later in class 4A East Central took the stage and East Central did some work against New Prairie 37 to 7 one more knee should put the formalities in place there it is Burton hands the football to the official and East Central has captured the 2022 4A state championship the third state championship in East Central history that's our good buddy Mark Forrester who you heard on Indiana Sports Talk to kick off the show Class 6A it had John Herrick on the call John's you know, we're going to get to John at 11.45. This is a 40-second win call, so we do not have 40 seconds available. We will play John at the 11.45 update. But that was a 35-9 final. Again, coming up tomorrow, Class A, Adam Central and Indianapolis Lutheran. Class 3A, Chittard in Lawrenceburg. Class 5A, Valpo and Whiteland. I'm Brendan King. Good save, Brendan King. (laughs) I like it. All right, coming up tomorrow, you know, we have three championships. One of them will be the 5A championship, Valparaiso and Whiteland. Earlier in the week, Brendan King, the star of our show, had a chance to talk to Darren Fisher, the football coach at Whiteland, and here's that conversation. 
IHSAA State Championship Media Day at Lucas Oil Stadium. I'm Brendan King in for the coach Bob Lovell, along with the head coach of the Whiteland Warriors, that is Darren Fisher. Darren, a voice that we hear often on Indiana Sports Talk after his Friday night games. And coach, congratulations to your guys. What are the emotions like heading to Lucas Oil Stadium for a first time? Um, you know, to be honest, I'm trying my very, very best to keep myself and everybody else in our 1-0 and mentality mode. You know, just let's have the best practice we can today to move on, but um, you know, I've, I've cried twice today <laughs> talking about our seniors and our kids and our coaches and uh, pretty emotional. Well, clearly a ton of passion with your team and how have you guys grown through the year from summer until this point most? You know, the, the neatest part has been our kids are extremely unselfish. They don't they don't really care who gets the credit. Um, they don't really care. They just want to win. They just want to have our locker room is so um, you know, you think about it. I told our seniors after the, before the semi-state game, you know, we've been together for a thousand days. You know, We've been a part of each other's lives every day for a thousand days, and uh, they've grown quite a bit. Let's talk about that semi-state win over Castle. You do it on the road, 21-7 in a probably a tough environment, playing in the cold. Not sure if you had snow over there, but uh, getting to win that game, what did show? What did it show you most about your kids playing in those tough elements? You know, our kids. I, we've talked all year long. The the secret, the the superpower of these kids is their courage to hit. You know, and and physicality and toughness travel really, really well. And uh, you know, our guys. That was a you know, as everybody that has to get on a bus and drive and have a logistical trip and do everything else, you know, it doesn't really matter. Our kids don't really get distracted from the number, the main goal. That's another thing that makes this team different is they don't, they really don't vary our waiver from our formula for winning. And uh, and and they went down and, and uh, you know set the tone early in the game. Uh, we jumped out fourteen to nothing, and uh, you know our, our uh, again we've you know stuck, want to know every day how's the plan. You got to start fast. You got to pay attention to details. You got to give effort and enthusiasm. And you got to finish. And, uh, our kids, like I said, over a thousand days, they understand that routine and, and what it's got to be, and they know what they have to do personally to get their emotions and their mind right to do that. And because uh, being that, being physical is not natural. Like it's not, you know, everybody doesn't love the physicality of the game. This group does. Really do. Coach, to talk about your kids, as Bob would say, let's brag about some of them that really have led you to this point. Uh, who are folks going to be seeing Shawnee and Lucas Oil Stadium this weekend? Well, I think, you know, uh, as a group, you're going to talk about our defense. Defense is our calling card. Um, you know, they've been, John Preston, along with our, the rest of our defensive staff, um, has really gotten those kids ready to play all year long. So, again, Brady Stanifer and Jordan Palmer inside at linebacker and uh, Dalton Hughes and Jakari Oliver outside. Our defensive line, we rotate a lot of guys. Mason Darlington, um, you know, Scott Harden. You'll see some of our offensive linemen out there taking shake hole and some of those guys on defense. And, uh, you know, our secondary has been lights out all year. Malik Perkins and Nyrus Moore-Smith, along with Andrew and Caligbo. Um, uh, Caden Milligan, our quarterback of the defense back there, and Caden Davidson at safety, along with Keegan Grandinetti. I, I think we've had di- the great part is we've had different guys step up and make plays different weeks. It hasn't been where we just rely on one person. Offensively, it's the same way. You know, we've been uh, we've got three guys that carry the ball on the perimeter. We've got two tailbacks that play um, a lot uh, and get a lot of carries. 
and uh, you know that's that's all uh, that's all good. Our offensive line; those guys have started. This will be their 25th game that they've started together as juniors. It was 10, and as seniors now, this will be game game 14. So um, you know they've uh, they can finish each other's sentences. They they know you know they know they they can they they know it before I say it, and that's a that's a pleasure. That's a pleasure. And then offensively, you know, uh, obviously our quarterback is Kevin Denham, and uh, he's been he's he's what a great leader. He keeps our you know our our offense is a little different than what most people will see when you see it. Um, hopefully, it keeps Valparaiso off balance, um, but uh, he orchestrates it unbelievably well. And then our five ball care, Cameron Cooper at tight end, uh, Gunner Hicks at ex, at our split end. Those are guys of uh, I think Cam's caught twenty balls and Gunner's caught seventeen or eighteen. Um, and then we've got kind of a Malik Perkins. I mentioned him. Nyrus Moore Smith, John Crowley uh, at wing back, and then Slate Valentine and Peyton Emerson at tailback. Those are those are the guys you're going to see with the ball in their hands. Coach, let's talk about the team that you just mentioned, Valparaiso, coming off an emotional semi-state win, a two-point conversion call. I think that's one of the big topics of today. But yeah. what stands out most? It's almost a little bit. They, they're a way different team from the bye week on. I think uh, getting the running back to return for them uh, at that point from injury uh, has not only made them more more dangerous offensively, but I think the whole team's gained confidence. They look like a more confident football team just watching them play from before the bye week when he returned and after the bye week when he returned. They look, they're fast, um, they're physical, they want to run the football and stop the run. That's what they want to do. And, and it's like looking in a mirror, honestly. It's, it's the same. Their, their goals for winning a football game, their their formula for winning is kind of the same as ours, so it's going to kind of be kind of be a battle of uh, battle of wills. Darren Fisher, the head coach at Whiteland, appreciate the time. Thank you. That's uh, Darren Fisher from Whiteland High School with our own Brendan King. Hey, Brendan, Brendan King, coach. Thanks for doing those interviews. Oh. They were very, they were very well done. They were great. And if you were listening throughout the day on the IHSA Champions Network, you heard Brendan's interviews throughout those games. And uh, it's that's the first time you've uh, done that whole experience, right? Uh, well, I was there with you previously, but I'd never right. been. I'd never been there without my chaperone, aka you. I'll tell so. you what. For those for for those of you listening. What happens is that on that Monday after the semi-states, um, they have the IHSA has the administrative meeting with athletic directors, principals, everybody on the administrative side, and the coaches are in that meeting too. And then the coaches break and then go into a, a conference room, if you will, and there are there, there are tables, and so you know in, in theory. Um, you have you have twelve coaches and there are twelve tables, and each coach has a table, and the members of the media uh, have access to those coaches. So it's why you heard you know, in the background you heard quite a bit of conversation. And um, my experience tells me after all these years that coaches, uh, they want to get back uh, and, and prepare. They want to get back. It's a busy, busy week. The last thing they want to do is spend time talking to members of the media. So it's, it's hard to do. Brendan, it's hard, is it not? It's, it's a hard assignment. And then, you know, because you're literally being asked the same question by everybody and understand all that. And your mind is in other places. But it's thank you so much. It's a, a big, big part of what's going on, and having those conversations was great. 
happy to. And hey, I just hope I filled the shoes properly. That's all I can hope for. Well, yeah, you did. I mean, it's uh, look. I've done it twenty nine. This was the first uh, in the in, in. I had some um, uh, other places I needed to be uh, on that particular. It's the first time since we started the show that I have not been to that the, to, to the. Uh, uh, press conference or whatever you want to call it, and I appreciate media day. Yeah, you you feeling in media day, if you will. So um, had some, as you know, had some uh, had some doctor's appointments that I absolutely uh, needed to make. I needed to spend some time uh, with my physician and take care of a couple of things that are that are troubling me right now. So, um, which then leads me into, <laughs> you know, uh, a whole lot of tests coming up this week. So I'm, uh, I'll be, I'll be finished with doctors. I'm just going to take off and head to Florida for some time, but it was fun. Now you're doing three, eight tomorrow, right? That on is radio. the one coach. Yeah. So get there in the morning, watch Adam central and Lutheran, and then, you know, settle in and call the ball game. What's the difference between doing a hockey matchup, uh, a baseball matchup, and high school football? What's what, what, what's harder? You know, you know what? what? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll answer that no, quickly. No, no, no. Okay. All right. Hold, hold, that hold, hold I'm holding. Holding. Hold that thought. We'll come back after the scoreboard update and get the answer. This is Indiana Sports Talk. What a tease. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana Scoreboard Update here on Indiana Sports Talk. By the way, greatest tease in radio history by Bob Lovell heading into that last break. As promised, Center Grove defeating Carroll Fort Wayne. It's a final of 35-9. Here's John Herrick. With the handoff to Ryland Cook, he gets driven backwards. So Carroll's able to end the game on a nice defensive play. This one made here by Cameron Lentz. And that does it for Center Grove. They have won their fifth football state championship in school history and their fourth state title in eight years. The Center Grove Trojans also get their third state title in a row. As they continue their recent dominance at Lucas Oil Stadium every time they come to Indianapolis. They route Carroll in this one 35-9. It's a good point by Mr. Herrick. Seemingly, Center Grove plays their best football when it is in the home of the Indianapolis Colts. Over to college basketball, Butler was within 10 under 5 to go. Now two and a half to play from the battle for Atlantis, North Carolina State 69, Butler 56. Purdue is just getting rolling in Portland and the Phil Knight legacy. Number six, Gonzaga off to a 5-3 lead on the number 24 Boilers. Again, that game is just underway. Some appointment television here tonight. Appointment television tomorrow. Enjoy the bucket game. That's at 3.30. Notre Dame USC at 7.30. Can the Irish hold USC off of the playoff? I'm Brendan King. Welcome back. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. All right, Brendan, after the world's best tease. <laughs> so, not to brag, how your words, not mine. It was uh, the greatest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. High school football, baseball, hockey. What's harder? You know, I think a lot of people... Not me would say baseball, but that's what I love to do. You know that. I actually, I think right. for, for me, football is the hardest sport I do because I didn't play. So right. really, it was just a matter of really learning everything. And I got to give a shout out to my guy, Jim Leisure, who is my usual it's partner. pretty good, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Oh, he's terrific. Yeah. 
and he's uh, really he, good. He has taught me so much about the game of football, and uh, I mean, think of a guy like Rick Venturi with the Colts. I mean, just talking to him for twenty minutes. I mean, that guy's forgotten more about football than I know. Right. Uh, right. So you know, it is. It has been a learning experience getting to know the game, but I really do enjoy doing football on the radio. It's it's a lot of fun. And look, man, I mean, getting the call game in Lucas Oil Stadium, you can't beat it. So it's gonna be fun. No, I mean, um, it's. And I'm I'm uh, I'm happy for you doing a 3A championship game. Um, it is a, a fun atmosphere, uh, and and the other part of it too is um, it's a big deal. <laughs> okay, you, a state championship. It is a massive, massive deal, and you'll have some fun. So uh, your your dogs. You told me about that. Um, Look, don't get nervous. North Carolina State's no. not bad. No, not I great, mean, but but they're okay. Yeah, I mean, it is a. Uh, it's the third game in three days, and Butler's playing with pretty much nine guys, and sometimes eight. So it's uh, the injuries have been a problem early. So it's just a matter of you really can't judge anything until they get healthy, because arguably the the Akron transfer that they picked up, uh, Leah Lee. I mean, arguably when he's on the floor, he's going to be Butler's best player, and he hasn't played it all this year. So. That is uh, something you kind of got to reserve judgment until they get healthy, and we'll see what the dogs do. Yeah, and that's a good point. That's a very good point. And and I would caution people, look, it is a long season. Uh, I understand it. It's uh, When you're in it, I mean, it, it, that's certain. When you get into January, you're thinking, my goodness, are we playing 100 games or it just seems like we're playing 100 games? <laughs> uh, and so – uh, these, these these preseason pre-conference uh, multi-day events. I mean, I, I had teams that played in, in tournaments that played three in a row, and it's. I understand everybody's playing three in a row. I got all that, but man, oh man, it's it's hard and style of play depending on how you. We were always a team that tried to play a little quicker pace. Uh, yeah, and and it's 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 hard to do. I'm curious about the Purdue-Gonzaga game. I think that's a, a great a great test for the Boilers. I really do. Uh, and um, you need that kind of test with this bunch right now. You do. And, you know, Matt Painter, I thought he had an interesting press conference earlier this week. He was really, really – and I, you don't hear Matt Painter get, like, angry legitimately a lot. But he, he was pretty angry tone about – how Purdue, they have not been getting the ball to, to uh, Zach Eady under the basket enough. And I, I understand Matt Painter. I mean, you have a guy that's a, a freak right. 7'3". Uh, he should be getting a touch of possession, right? So um, th- I guess that has kind of hinged Purdue early, but at the same time, they're right. 4-0. And now you really, well, if, you yeah. win a, if you win a ball game tonight, uh, you just beat a team that seemingly could be a one seed in the yeah. NCAA tournament. So big game. Should be. There's an easy way to easy way to handle that problem. I had a, a, a player at, at IUPUI. Uh, he ended up as our all-time leading scorer, and um, he was averaging like you know 29 a game. And at, at one point in a game, I called timeout. You know, in the huddle, tell everybody, look, if he doesn't get a touch every time down the floor, you're going to hear the horn, and <laughs> there'll be no need for you to look over and look at what's happening. It'll be for all four of you. Because if he, he either touches it or you come over here and sit down with me, take your pick. And you want to handle that, that's how you handle it. All right, we got one more break, one more short conversation. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.
Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Their website driven, the number two, savelives.org. Sign up today. Help lives in the future. Anyone can sign up. There are no age limits, no health restrictions to sign up to be an organ donor. Every 10 minutes, someone is added to the donor transplant waiting list. There are more than 1,000 Hoosiers waiting for a life-saving organ transplant as we speak. By signing up to be an organ and tissue donor, you can help save eight lives and heal 75 others. Again, the website, very important website to remember, driven to save lives.org. For the final time, Brendan King joins me. All right, 3A tomorrow. You're on the you're on the call. Should be a great game. Should be some really, really good games coming up tomorrow. And let's hope that all three of them are a little closer than the three we had today. I would love to see a couple one-score games, Coach. Uh, I think it's I awesome. I love it. I think love it's it. awesome that we're starting a second straight day with a rematch. Of course, we got that between Andrean and Evansville cool. Modern Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Adam Central and Lutheran, that's a rematch from last year. Uh, the 3A game, again, I could talk about that a little bit more in depth than the others. Uh, you know, Chatard's a team that's really a rushing and passing split evenly balanced attack Lawrenceburg's going to run the ball 75 80% of the time but again coach Lawrenceburg they give up the least amount of points in the state statistically under 6 mm-hmm. points a game and Chatard they're, right. they're they're 15 and 1 in state championship games so something has something's to give gotta something's got to give something's got to give and, and why, in, it's why you play these yeah. games <laughs> and in 5A look coach I, I think a lot of people are forgetting this is the first time Valpo's been on a football field in a game to be fair since they had the two point conversion to go to the state championship they i mean they put their season on the line to get here which is uh right i mean right. look the the cojones on them is wild so good for valpo but whiteland is not uh gonna go down easy so i can't wait it's gonna be fun the cool thing is you and james adams and i are working again tomorrow so we'll be we'll be hearing you talk about this game all over it tomorrow night you betcha can't all wait right, coach. fans listen Tomorrow night we'll wrap up football and then we'll turn our attention to basketball the next weekend. So it's uh, important to keep it in perspective. Hoops already started for the girls. Hoop got in in full swing this past week. Uh, saw some great games, some tremendous scores. We're excited. You got to hang in for one more week, and then we'll be talking basketball. We're glad you joined us tonight. Brendan King, good luck tomorrow. Thanks, Coach. I'll be listening, and uh, I hope you have some fun. That's the whole key tomorrow is have a lot of fun. That is the idea, My thanks to Brendan King and to James Adams. Fun night tonight. Don't forget to join us tomorrow night. We're on Saturday nights. We have been for 29 years, so make sure you join us. Old Oak and Bucket game tomorrow. We'll talk some some of that. Talk college basketball. Uh, some tournaments going on, obviously, in the college ranks. Some small college football. We'll talk about that, too, tomorrow night. For Brendan King and James Adams, thank you so much. Thanks to our great stations around the state to bring you the show every Friday and Saturday night. Thanks to all of you for making us the most listened to sports talk show in our state's history. It is the history-making, legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.